Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Editor Knows Best. My name is Katyra Polin. I am the CEO of Love for Words, which is an editing boutique, and I'm also the founder and creator of Editor Knows Best, the podcast you're tuned into right now. You can find Editor Knows Best anywhere you can find a podcast, so please do give us a listen. We do have a very special guest today, but before we get to that, um, the podcast airs every two weeks, every other Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. So I encourage you to tune in um, every other week. And thanks again so much for being here. So now to our guest um, we have today. I'm super excited. She's also a client of mine. So I'm eager to hear more about her story and looking forward to her sharing information with you as well about her journey to becoming an author. She is a five-time published best-selling author, a motivational speaker, a life coach, the founder and CEO of Confidence Without Regret, The Butterfly Experience, and the CEO of La Bosspreneur Marketing LLC. She has been a guest on several radio shows, including 97.5 FM, Full Circle with Miss Wanda, to promote and discuss her journey and books. She is a contributing writer for the Own It Digital Magazine and also Sister's Place. Her greatest passion is to help other women discover who they are and how to achieve all their dreams and goals. She helps women business owners and entrepreneurs with social media and business strategies to get a clear vision on how to attract their ideal client. Today's guest is Ms. Siobhan Wright. Thank you so much for joining us today, Siobhan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we would love to hear more about your um, forthcoming book and what motivated you to write your book. Oh, boy, that's a big question. So (laughs) what motivated me to write my book? Actually, initially, I wasn't motivated to write my personal story because it forced me to be vulnerable and to really open up and to let people see a side of me that I had not shared before. And so it was really scary. Um, So I initially did not want to share my story, but I figured in order for people to really get to know me, to really connect with me, to understand why I constantly posted about confidence and being bold and I also had a a group called Confidence Without Regret, I had to really open up and share my story. So to answer your question, I really wasn't excited about it, but I had an experience and I'll talk about that later that really led me to, to write my story because I figured I really could not um, walk through the process or tell people to, to do what I was preaching unless I was really super vulnerable. And so I just laid it out there. Um, but I really had to be crafty because I didn't want to just regurgitate my entire life. Yes. So my book is about my life, but it's also about a life lesson in combination where you can take my story and also apply some of the tools and strategies of how I became the person that I am today. For sure. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I totally agree that, um, especially when you're writing nonfiction, if it's about yourself, you do have to show that vulnerability to connect with your audience. So I a thousand percent agree. And I recommend any of you who are considering writing about your lives to not leave that piece out because that would be most important. So thank you for sharing that, Siobhan. And can you tell us a little bit more about how you chose the title of your book? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because I got, I got the title probably about six and a half years ago, not knowing that it was actually going to be a book. But I was in a counseling session um, and I was working on building my confidence. And I was in the counseling session at work and I was at a point where I was exhausted of exhausted with being um, shy and not being able to have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so during our session, she said to me, how do you think other people see you? And when she asked me that question, I could just, you know, I spit out like 10 things that I thought how people see me confident, funny, reliable, all these attributes that I thought were amazing. But when she turned around and said, how do you see yourself? I had to pause because I, it was so crazy because I didn't see myself the way other people saw me. At least I didn't think I did. And then she turned to the whiteboard and she said, you know what, Siobhan, you need to be confident without regret. And I don't know what it was when she wrote it down and she said it to me. I sat back and it almost took my breath away and I just started crying. Because in that moment, I realized I just needed to be okay with who I was, where I was, and just in my skin. I just need to be okay with my voice no matter what, as long as I wasn't hurting people. And so when I left her office, I wrote the the confidence without regret down. And I knew that God was going to use it in some form or fashion. Had no idea six years later, it was going to be the title of my book. And that's how the book came about. And there's a lot in between, but I did not know at the time that it was gonna be a book. And that's how, when I got to this part of my life, I thought no better way for me to talk about my experience than have that as the title, because that's where it all began, but I didn't know that was the beginning. Awesome. Um, Yes, thank you for sharing that. So for those of you in the audience who are uh, pining away at coming up with your titles, um, oftentimes they come um, to you, you know, from different outside sources, other people, and not necessarily from you burying yourself in your journal trying to come up with a title. So don't worry so much about that. I'm sure Siobhan's living proof that um, it'll come to you and you'll know when you receive it, like like your partner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's so crazy because I've heard that before. Um, before I started writing my book is that, you know, people would say, or I would just kind of hear here and there about just write, 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 and the title will come later. And I go, how can you write something? And then the title will come later. It, it didn't click. But when my title was given to me way before I started writing, and then it was like, it collided. It just made sense for that to be the title. So it, it truly does come to you. <laughs> yeah, it does. And as an author myself, I, I agree. I'm so, you know, I'm so excited, you know, that your book is ready to be published. And I, and I'm sure the audience would love to know more about your journey. So what would you describe as your um, most favorite and least favorite parts to the self-publishing journey? Ooh, the least favorite part was staying on track and making time to write because when you start writing especially if it's about your own journey your own story your personal your vulnerable places when you get ready to write you start having those feelings that are connected to those experiences and sometimes I would find myself 
thinking about, okay, I have to write about this and I don't want to feel it right now. And so I had to force myself to make time and then staying on track with that because I had to write it and then just kind of go through it again. Right. You know, it wasn't super raw, but it was enough where I would have some emotion. Right. Um, so that was the least favorite part because I had to kind of deal with some, some were good and some were not so good. Um, so that was the least favorite part. The favorite part was finishing because you feel so, you know, you feel so accomplished. You feel amazing. You feel like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. Um, and that and then having the support, you know, um, not like an editor and a proofreader and the formatter and my coach, those are my favorite parts because I felt so supported and I wasn't alone. So, you know, any of you guys that are considering a book, make sure that you have the support because you don't want to do this alone. I don't know how anybody can write a book by themselves and just kind of be on an island. Um, and the other thing about it is, and I know this is not part of your question, but it's a humbling experience as well. So maybe that might be a little smidgen of not so favorite because you don't realize how humbling writing your story is and then getting it edited. I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was good. Well, maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. And what would you recommend to you know, those in the audience who maybe also stumbled with staying on track and what did you do to help um, stay on track? Well, with my coach, we had appointments and I would say if you have someone that if you don't have a coach and you're doing it because you certainly can, if you don't have a coach, if you can't afford a coach to kind of walk you through the process. And if you have a coach, just make appointments make sure you keep your appointments because I knew that I had an appointment with her every two weeks and I made it a point to no matter what I had to get the assignments done so when you have a date so if you're by yourself if you're working by yourself give yourself a time frame to have certain parts of the book done at a certain time and whatever you do do not break it because if you get behind that's the worst because then you have to play catch up and and it's hard because you're trying to write and then you're trying to stay consistent and, and on the flow and if you get behind it's just it's crazy so I would say to everyone make sure you just stay consistent and stay on track no matter what and make the time even if it's two or three pages a day just do what you can to meet you know your deadline every two weeks or once a month or whatever it is that is so true and i'm glad you brought that up because it's something that i'm implementing now so yes i'm an editor and i'm an author but i do struggle sometimes with writing so now i've just taken it upon myself to write um you can always edit something that's written or go back and change it but if you don't write it there there will be nothing for you to work from so yeah. i'm taking your advice and my own advice <laughs> <laughs> and sitting down to write so yeah. thank you for sharing that with the audience, and I know that they appreciate um, that tidbit of information. So we did discuss a little bit, you know, about your experience with writing, but I want to turn to the editing component. Um, yes. As an editor, you know, I encounter authors who, 
you know, are sticker shocked and uh, don't really understand the value of editing or um, that it entails lots of time and detail and energy and, um, you know, emotional energy. So for the audience members who are maybe um, hesitant about working with an editor or not sure how to get started, what would you recommend? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That is a wonderful question. Thank you for asking. Let me tell you, I didn't understand because I'd been in multiple anthologies. And so I would have a chapter edited and there was really not much done to the chapter because it was short or maybe it was just good. I don't know. But when I hired you and I thought, okay, yeah, I was a little sticker shocked, but I'm like, okay, (laughs) it's an investment, you know? And then when I got my manuscript back, I was like, oh my God, you know, so you don't realize what you don't know until it's brought to your attention or you don't know what needs to be changed or updated or you don't know what flow that you missed or just wording or whatever. And then a proofreader and then a second editor. So I had two editors. And so I would highly recommend, I I would not have my family, my husband, my friend, you need to hire somebody that's professional because, and that's even, you know, I was looking at my second round of editing and I'm telling you, I was so humbled because even with your edits, you did a fabulous job in helping me. But then the second round, her eyes caught something that maybe you didn't catch right. or I didn't catch. And right. then it's, it's a step that you cannot miss because I'm the type of person, I believe the first impression is the last impression. You only get one time to make a good impression. So if you come out with a book that's not edited professionally and people look at the first couple pages, they're not even going to get through your book. They're just going to put it down and go, oh my God, this is a mess. And so, and that's what I thought of my own manuscript. I'm like, oh my God, how did I write that? What was I thinking? You know, after I got it back from you, I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. And so I would definitely recommend someone getting an amazing editor and you have to be careful. I don't know, you know, I've only worked with a few, but I'm sure you have to be careful with people that, you know, that you work with, but the amount of time and effort and work that you have to put into the edits mm-hmm. and the um, developmental edits, right? That's what yeah. you call it. Yeah. Developmental yeah. edits is intense. It's not just you know, you're putting a lot of thought and time and restructuring and recommendation, and that's a lot. So it's worth every penny, let me tell you, because if you put out a a crappy book, nobody's going to buy it. Right, exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, editing can be nerve wracking. Um, It's it's not easy to hand over your manuscript to an editor. So I certainly uh, recognize that. And I'm an author myself, so I also and over my manuscript to an editor. So I know what that's like, and I'm always sensitive about that. Um, For those of you who may be struggling with the resources to work with an editor, I always recommend you can do bartering where you offer a service or product in exchange for the editing. But like Siobhan said, make sure you're vetting whoever you're working with. Ask for testimonials, ask for a sample edit. Um, you know, proof that, you know, they are who they say they are. So that's going to be the most important part. And then attach to that, that relationship. So they might be very efficient at what they do, but maybe they said something during that consultation that 
made you say, no, this isn't a good fit. Or if they say they don't like the genre that you're writing, that's probably a red flag that that's not going to work. So just make sure you're vetting and building that relationship and, and um, that rapport before you work with an editor. So I'll leave that there. And thank you so much for backing up the editors. Like I said, there's a lot of confusion about what we do and who we are. <laughs> if, you know, I thought, you know, your edits were phenomenal, right? And I thought, okay, this is great. This looks really good. I'm go and I went through it again just to make sure and I added some things because right. I, after I got it back, I realized that I missed some things mm -hmm. and, and stuff. Um, and then it went to the second editor right. and my eyes literally, or I was like, if you guys could see my face, this is, <laughs> I looked at my manuscript and I was like, oh my God, it's incredible what a second eye and a professional editor can catch that you can't yep. and you think it looks good. And then when they look at it, you're like, oh. You just, you kind of feel deflated in a good way because you right. know it's going to make it better. Yes. But man, it is humbling for yes. sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And again, you know, I've worked with editors, so I know the, I know the feeling, I know the experience, but again, that's where that humility comes in. And if you want a solid, you know, if you want a solid publication, you will have to swallow your pride and get your yes. hands together. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I swallowed my pride last night after I was looking at my manuscript again. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the last point before we move into your specialty of book marketing that I want to share about editing is, is really about that second pair of eyes. So if you're looking at it as, oh, they found that I missed a comma, I'm not a good writer, you have the wrong lens. So it's not about how many misspellings the editor can find. It's about showing you things that you didn't see that will enhance your book and make sure that it resonates with your target market or that it makes sense that you're not being vague, um, that your information is accurate. So just think of it as like a, a backup to you know what you're writing. Just like when you do your spell check in Microsoft Word, you may very well be a great writer, but nobody is perfect. So the editor is there to support you. And I say the editor is to the writer what the trainer is to the boxer. So it's not always going to feel good. You won't necessarily like the medication or the, the plan they have for you. But boy, when you come out of that training, when you get in the ring, you're going to be much better for it. Just like, you know, so that, that's how I like to describe it. <laughs> and it, it, that's a perfect example because that's how I felt. You know, I felt like, you were actually, the editors are actually looking out for the author, right. you know, the best interest of the author, you know, because you want us to look good when we put our, our product or our story, you know, our book out there. So yeah. I'm telling you, I fell in love with my editor. <laughs> I love my editor. It didn't feel good at first, but I'm telling you, I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you. Yeah, we're like, yeah. So, yeah. So I won't harbor too much on that, even though the name of the podcast is Editor Knows Best. That's okay. So we will uh, transition into the book marketing component because yes. I know so many authors, specifically self-published authors, have so much anxiety around book marketing. Yes. Um, it costs a lot. Who do I trust? Do I need a PR person? Can I do it myself? So I would love to hear your recommendations and your experience with book marketing and ease some of those, you know, frustrations or worries that self-published authors have regarding um, book marketing. Yes. 
Well, the first thing I would say is, you know, if you don't market, who's going to know your story, right? If you don't put it out there. And I know that and people are have anxiety around social media and posting and should I post this, you know, anybody going to purchase my book or whatever. You wrote the story. It's in you. It's God-given vision. Someone's going to see it. But if you don't show up and share your story, no one's going to see it. Um, I'm a social media marketing strategist as well. So that's one of my 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 other businesses, um, Siobhan, that I have. It's called um, Labosspreneur Marketing and Publishing. And so with, and I do, right now, I do all of my social media marketing. So I do it all myself. I use, and, and social media marketing does not, especially for authors, does not have to be expensive. It really doesn't. If you are on a budget, then there's definitely ways that you can utilize the tools that are out there, such as Canva, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Those are all free platforms. Etsy, you know, I mean, and you have to think outside the box. Um, I specifically use uh, Canva for all of my images. And so Canva is really an amazing tool that, authors can use especially if you're on a a budget because they have a free account and then you also have a paid account and you literally if if you have an iPhone I was going to show you my iPhone like the audience is going to see it but if you have an iPhone and you have Canva and you have Facebook and you have Instagram and you have LinkedIn there's no reason whatsoever why you should not be promoting your book and not and then if you don't if you can't hire a publicist and that can come later call your local library call barnes and nobles as long as your book is online with barnes and nobles call your local uh, bookstore get in there go to your local coffee store uh get online and join groups author groups and vendor groups you know it's, it's so many different ways that you have to think outside the box where it really doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. And so I also help with that. Um, If anyone needs help, they can reach out to me and I can walk them through that. But I, you know, I dream of different ideas of what authors can do to promote themselves. And the other thing that I wanna say, your whole manuscript is full of content. People get their book and they think, oh, what am I gonna say? how am I going to promote this? Open your book, page one through the end of however many pages you have in your book. That's all your content. Pull out a quote, pull out, you know, part of your introduction or your bio or whatever. There's so much in there that you could literally go for two years based off of your manuscript of content for your, um, for promotion on social media. So just thinking about that, that should ease your mind. If you just open your book, mark things off. Cause that's what I have in my book. I highlight things, different quotes and different things that I've said and make it a quote. You know, if it's not a quote in my book, just pull out a paragraph or two and then just use that. And then you could cross uh, repurpose and use something on LinkedIn that you can use on Twitter, shorten it for Twitter, expand it for Instagram, Expand it for your blog. There's so many different ways that you can utilize your personal manuscript 
all across your social media platforms and repurpose it, you will never run out of content. And as you do that, you will continually come up with more as people engage with you. And then the one last thing I want to say is when you post, don't just post and walk away. If people take the time to comment and give you some encouragement, make sure you comment back and always, always, always have a call to action. You want people not only to see your book, but you also want them to order. So when you post, make sure you have your link to purchase your book, or at least send them to your website so that they can purchase your book. So that's one, a lot of tips that I wanna leave with you guys today. Thank you so much, Siobhan, for sharing that. So I hope that eased some of the um, worries that our listeners have in regards to book marketing. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive, as she shared. There are lots of free options. Um, that includes podcasts. So there are lots of podcasts that feature authors. And a lot of them don't have fees. Some of them do. But just do your due diligence, and you will find that there are plenty of podcasts. Um, also, there's lots of magazines that feature authors. I know, Siobhan, you recently had a spread. I don't remember the name of the magazine, but, um, you know, that that's typically paid. But again, it, it won't, it doesn't have to break the bank. So just open your eyes and be receptive. I um, mean, you know, network with other authors and get their feedback about what they did. So yeah. hopefully all of those uh, nuggets help you all. So before we um, end the episode, um, I would love for you to share your contact information, Siobhan, if somebody wants to buy your book and or they're interested in your social media marketing services. Oh, thank you so much. So yes, they can contact me at Siobhan, right? So that's S-H-U-R-V-O-N-E-W-R-I-G-H-T.com. That's my website. And they can contact me at info at That's my email. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn and Twitter. So you can, and also TikTok. So you can reach out to me there. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Siobhan. It was a pleasure working with you, of course, and also a pleasure being able to speak to you this episode. Again, thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in. Uh, Editor Knows Best airs every other Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find Editor Knows Best. Thanks again, everyone. Be safe and be well.